My name is Darren, and I have a story that's Greek to me, and to you, because it's a it's about it's a story about Greece. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris, and I have uh, I'm going to explain how the notes from a deceased uncle's notebook led to one of the most important inventions of the modern world. Hi, I'm Adam. If you like touching buffaloes and saving dogs, sometimes you just gotta say no. But what does all this have to do with the word steam? Find out in this episode of History Bluffs! Hello and welcome to another episode of History Bluffs. It's where truth is stranger than fiction. And now I want to welcome to the show, it is your host, it's Gina. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Hello, happy, happy new year to the world. I think we did an episode last week, but I wasn't here. So does that even count? Hi, welcome. (laughs) And uh, here we go. Tonight, we are going to play a game with you. It's called History Bluffs. And uh, with me to um, my left, your right, probably, I have Chris, Darren, and Adam. They are our armchair historians to tell you a story somehow related to the word steam. Um, So to uh, pick up steam for the show, Chris, I'd like to just say hello to you and just see how you're doing and uh, tell me a little bit about anything that happened fun over so far in the first part of the year. Well, hello, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, and uh, what's fun in the first part of the year? Uh, uh, well, it's just, it's been a good start to 2024. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, uh, a fun thing. I had a really good trip up to New York to visit family for over the holidays. So that Yay. was a nice, oh, nice start to the year. Yeah. Yeah, that is very lovely. And then I'm going to switch to Darren right now, right below you. Hi, Darren. Hey, um, I don't, I don't necessarily need it to be fun or interesting or good, but just tell me something. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to know what's happened this year, I, I just got COVID, and oh. while that's terrible, if it doesn't kill me in the next four and a half hours, I will live to be 55 years old. Oh, hey, yay. that's right. Tomorrow so is your tomorrow. birthday. So you're 111. Oh, how that's cool. Well, I that am means 111. Yeah. And, and like, really, it's you're like six foot. But, you know, 111 sorry, are divisors of 55. Oh, that's true. Wow. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. We'll wait for our next show, which is, is influenced by the word five. Hey, Adam, your oh. thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts. Um, I got COVID, too. Oh, my gosh. What is happening? You guys should not be this close together on the same stream. I think that's what's happening. (laughs) That's okay. Remember, we invented History Bluffs during the pandemic. So this is fine. This is actually so on brand with the show. I don't know what could be better. Exactly. Um, Did anybody else, when Darren leaned forward and coughed, did anybody else kind of lean back and cover their mouth? Is that instinct? (laughs) I know. It's instinct. Now I'm going to have to lice all this camera. (laughs) well i will say that i did i the reason i caught covid is because we we traveled to maine where i grew up to see the family for the holidays so that's why i got which was nice we got it on the way back so most of the 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 trip was nice Uh, no not not a white christmas what you know the person you got it from uh, one of the 160 people on the plane, I presume. Oh, I thought you meant because it was like, I got it on the way back. And in my head, you were driving. And in my oh, head, it yeah. was just Laura. And I'm like, That's No, crazy. we drove last year. That's a long drive from Florida. You narrowed it down to one person. 
<laughs> one person. I'm pretty sure it was the dude in 14F. <laughs> Damn you, 14F. Yeah. You got it on the drive. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. You got it on the drive. So I'm um, speaking of, of driving. One of the fun things tonight about this show is that it was inspired by the fact that Steamboat Willie is now um, a it is public property. So um, it is the least fun of all of the Mickey Mouses, and uh, <laughs> it's quite that's, okay. It's very that's very opinionated. I don't know. Maybe there's some big Willie fans out there. Oh, there. I mean, I'm a fan of Big Willie, but not that one. And so uh, let me tell you why I don't enjoy him. He just wasn't funny. Like those little Chippendales and that little, um, look at me. That's not being dirty. It was really the Chip and the Dale. They had okay. Chip and the And uh, Donald Duck, they're just Willie. hilarious. What's mm. that, Darren? Chip and Dale, Big Willie. I know what you're doing. It's, oh, dear. Oh, it's because they're almost 55. <laughs> you hey, get Gina, it. You know, real quick, um, yeah. look at this on your screen there. Uh, Tony Galante had a oh, he went down oh yeah exactly he also oh. had reaction. He, fought, he fought the pandemic training and he just he was, that's the opposite yeah. Tony we learned differently remember yeah. oh. it is <laughs> literally in my body now to skeeve anything that like comes from to a be, person's mouth to be fair look at Darren's kissable face if this makes you yeah. feel better I can mask up Okay, good, good. Uh, thanks, right Darren. I feel so much safer now. Do that honestly. Wait, that's <laughs> mask cam. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. All right, well, on to the show. So here's oh, how yeah, it works. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, hey, um, Adam, would you throw up the rules? No. I'm going to tell the audience how it, it works if you've not been with us before. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. Let's do, let's do some rules. Yeah. Hey, every, yeah. a rules card. There it is, Thank Gina. You. And for those in... listening with the audio version of oh, our yeah. show, Gina's going to read them for you right now. Yes, yeah, so when we have the topic of STEAM for our inspiration tonight, all stories will involve that topic in some capacity. Mm -hmm. um, all stories will be uh, factual when they need it to be. Two of the stories must be completely factual. Uh, the, there will be one person who's going to try to bluff you for this show. So basically, they're trying to trick you, yes, uh, and tell you a story that is not true. Now, they can um, kind of bookend it with facts and, and add a couple of uh, a couple of factoids in there but most of the story if not all of the story is completely made up um mm -hmm. if you are watching from home we love that uh, if you find but we would ask that you don't uh, find anything on google and share it in the comments because we want people at home to completely play even if you know Ooh, that the story that you okay. that one of the uh, actors is telling is a bluff okay so right. um let's just hop right in and i'm gonna actually go in the order from uh top to oh. bottom chris let's start with you well, how do we know um, what you... round we're starting how do we even know what oh. round we're in yeah, I have a question for so we are gonna do three rounds actually. So this will be the first round. I'm gonna let this go this happen for a second, and then I'm gonna tell you how it goes. First we're oh. gonna move into round one. Oh, let's do it. Round number one. Wah! Okay. So um round number one is going to last either sixty or seventy-five seconds. One of the boys will tell me. Oh, it's going to be 75 seconds. Excellent. So we're going to do 75 seconds for the first round. Each round will get 15 seconds shorter just mm -hmm. to keep us on our toes. Oh, so Chris, that's exciting. I know, I know. Chris, we're going to start out with you. Go oh. ahead and fill us up with your oh, well. breath of hot air. Well, I think what you're, you're missing is the Round Tracker 9000. Well, this is actually invented for me. I'm so sorry. This is, I am a spaz. And so when I when I host with everybody, I'm present, I'm in it, I don't think. So uh. this helps me think. <laughs> this helps me to know kind of who's gone and how, how far into the show we are because okay. I don't have a sense of time. Tune in for the next show. That will make more sense then. Okay, so now let's start. Now. Chris, really, really, really. Let's I'm in our first real. round. First person, as soon as you hear the boom. All right. Okay. So, my story. Uh, most people know 
that Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. What they don't know is that his uncle, Henry David Bell, who was born in West Lothian in Scotland, uh, was involved in that, what, 80 years earlier. So is, is Henry David Bell, uh, the oldest of two boys, there's a 19-year gap between Henry Bell and his younger brother, Melville. Despite the significant age difference, the two boys were very close. Melville actually looked up to Henry as if he was almost a second father to him. Henry Bell, born with a natural curiosity, he became an engineer. He had a passion for science and experimentation, uh, and that he would pass this passion on to his younger brother, Melville, and then later to his only nephew. Uh, Henry Bell became obsessed with the idea of propelling water vessels using steam. There was a lot of uh, invention going on in, in, uh, throughout Europe at the time, uh, trying to uh, improve how boats were, were, uh, uh, were moved. Um, and after several failures, he built the first steamboat that became the first commercial passenger steamboat called the P.S. Comet. And it rolled across the River Clyde in Glasgow, Scotland, shuttling passengers from Glasgow to other cities, uh, the, the P.S. Comet. And there's more to come on the evolution of this story in round two. Excellent. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, a clarifying question. Did you say comic or comet? Comet. C-O-M-E-T. Okay. Like shoot across. Okay, like the scrubbing stuff? Yeah. Yes, that too. <laughs> like okay. the cleaner. Like, the, like cleaner. the cleaner. Like they yeah. maybe use that on the deck of the ship. That would be funny. Okay, Adam, your thoughts on Chris's story? Um. Yeah. You know, I, there's the, okay. So like trying to improve water transit, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, everybody's trying to do, I don't know. That it, it felt like some filler there in round one. I feel like, I don't know. It just felt like a, a fairly two dimensional preface of a story. I excite me in round two, Chris, please excite Ooh. me in round two. <coughs> it just felt like, like humans. The 1800s that they were more yeah. boring. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's true. All right. Okay. That's all. That's all I have to say. I'm not impressed yet. So let's fire. The, I'm waiting for the fire. Oh. <laughs> when that 1800s line, I was hooked. Let me tell you, mm. riveting. Um, Darren, your thoughts, please. Well, Carlos isn't here to start throwing out Kaiser Sosa accusations. At least not. But I started hearing like Bell and Melville, and I was thinking like Chris was at the library and just started seeing words on the shelf and just started putting them together to make up this story comet you know he went in the library bathroom you know where i think he went is that ice cream place that they have in the north what is it carvel and when they have a fish called willie the ice cream cake yes oh man i want an ice cream cake now i love carvel ice cream cakes okay it's the whale right i take back everything i said this is exciting now for the record, okay, so, for the record so, it's fudgy the whale not willie the whale Oh, oh, see, oh, you man, could have fooled me. I would the whole show thought there was Willie the Whale. Willie was the whale and see Willie the moon. Is it... Oh, yeah, the one that escaped. <laughs> Maybe Fudgy and Willie are brothers somehow. <laughs> Free was not an adjective, it was a verb, and that confused me at first, but then I got it. <laughs> so, yeah. Darren, your thoughts, please. <laughs> uh, I already gave you my thoughts. It's true. Right. He did. Oh, you did. You Do you did. want more? Right. I have more thoughts, but I know I'll save them. He's full but of you know, remember, I don't pay attention to things, so that means that we have finished with Chris's story in round one. Um, and that leaves only one other thing to do right now is to go to Darren. Darren, please start ah. your story at the sound of the boom go ahead when you can okay the year was 1825 <laughs> no, and uh there's more going on in greece than you could shake a claudia at, which is a greek for stick uh with all the war the greeks needed ships and so they ordered a steamship from the only place in the world that you could buy a steamship 
England. Uh, her name was Carteria, and she was the first steamship in the world to see naval combat. She weighed 233 tons. She had four masts for sails, two steam engines that turned paddle wheels, and she only had eight guns, but she had a secret weapon. The boilers, which burned coal, could be used to heat the cannonballs until they glowed red hot, turning them into incendiary missiles that would set wooden ships on fire. Now, as amazing as the Carteria was, this story is about an even amazing, more amazing lady in the Greek Navy, whose story also takes place in 1825. Her name is Lascarina Bubalina, and she is the first woman in history to not only command a naval fleet in combat, but after her death, she was posthumously awarded the rank of admiral by two different navies. First female admiral ever on record. Wow. So was Lascarina Bubalina made it through two different navies. Like, already yeah, love I know. And she had <laughs> and she had nice guns, apparently. Oh. <laughs> More than that, as we'll see. But yes. no. <laughs> okay, I have to go to you, Chris. I see you making faces. Well, Tell us uh, what that means. Just as Adam was not impressed with my uh, opening story, I was equally unimpressed with Darren's oh, attempted you. accent at the top of his story. But I will give him a lot of credit for the fantastic distraction technique of talking for you know about roughly. Uh, 58, 57, 58 of his 75 seconds about this one woman and then completely changing course on us with the old distraction technique where he's actually talking about Bobolina, I think was her name. Uh, Adam Bobolina. So, uh, so I, I'm, I'm curious. So kudos to Darren for um, maneuvering us through this uh, meandering story. Uh, and I, I'm curious to see what he says in the next round. Oh, that was yeah. that was scathing. And yeah, so, Adam, yeah. um, I know that because it's in the 1800s, it already impresses you. So, what else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I, I almost wanted to withdraw any commentary after we already cited Bubalina being ridiculous. But I think my commentary now is going to be uh, relegated to never, never announce what a lady weighs. You just went ahead and said the weight. That, that is very, right, Adam. You're just Adam. declaring Bubalina's weight. So rude. That is rude. Laura is the lucky one. That was Carteria's weight, by the Carter way. Oh, it's Carteria's weight. See? Oh, man. Oh, okay. So it threw so me off. No, thanks for the correction. Yeah, no, that's actually good. I don't think you should say how much a ship weighs either if you're going to assign a female it's rude, gender. Yeah. They're I, referred to as hers, like she, you know, they're the ladies. Uh, and then they're like, oh, but she was how many tons? Yeah, yeah, that's not fair. Um, so anyway, but at the end of the day, um, we learned a lot about that. And now we're going to go to Adam. He's the last one in round one. And um, I would let you have the floor and please start your story at the boom. Oh, okay. You got it. Let's see here. Let's make a boom. All right. So my story comes to you from the gorgeous vista of the Western uh, United States, the Rocky Mountains area northern known as Yellowstone, which is popular, uh, one of the most uh, visited tourist attractions these days uh, in the entire United States uh, because A, it's huge. I mean, there's room for a lot of tourists in there, but B, it's it is really, really gorgeous and has some very fascinating features, both the animals, there's herds of antelope and buffalo that run around in numbers that you can't see elsewhere in the United States. Um, and also, of course, there's the Rocky Mountains themselves, super gorgeous. But one of the attractions that keeps people coming back is the steam geysers. There is the topic in case you're running for it. 
Steam. Um, so the Steam geysers do keep people coming back like crazy, um, which has been a, a very cool thing. Now, what's also cool is historically, way before um, it was ever even a national park, the Steam geysers were known to be um, very useful for the Native American tribes that that called those the homelands um, in the in the uh, Rocky Mountains. And how they use those is very interesting, which I'll explain more about in round two. It's almost as if you timed that. That's excellent. <laughs> so, nearly so nearly like, as if. Nearly yeah, as if. Nearly as if. Um, I really appreciated the uh, fact that you talked about Yellowstone in terms of features, as if it were, you know, man-made and they added things. Let's throw in some antelope. Let's throw in, because these features will attract people. So, yeah, look, we need to install an antelope feature. That'll get them. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But I do like how you featured the uh, topic. Very nicely done. Darren, your thoughts? Well, as someone soon to be a member of the aged population, <laughs> I am pleased that um, you pronounced it Steam Geyser and not Steam Geyser. I appreciate that. <laughs> so does that mean Adam's winning right now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so far. Yeah, I get the points. I get the points. Excellent. Um, Chris, your thoughts on that as well, although I don't know how you can top that. Well, I, I, I probably can't top that, but maybe I can be parallel to it while it's going on. Uh, and speaking of parallel, uh, I, uh, I, you know, I, I enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed Adam's description of Yellowstone and, uh, and, and the, the wildlife. Um, and, and he specifically said you can't see it elsewhere in the United States. And I say, unless you stream a show called Yellowstone. <laughs> Okay. Also, because he mentioned and then he, he mentioned that the indian group calls it homeland which happens to be another streaming show called oh. homeland so i, I think yeah. in his recovery oh. from covid he's been streaming all these shows and uh -oh. i think he's seen uh -oh. somebody would you he say he's Kaiser so saying it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was not. I didn't stream that. I was just hanging out with the boys. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh these are oh, these are uneven parallels, but I love them. All right, so we're gonna move in because you know what that tells me right now. Thanks for the reminder. It's time for round number two. Oh, oh let's go to round two. Woo. Uh, this is the round where it caps down to 60 seconds per person and the points are double. Oh there boy. No points. Oh man, that means I'm double winning, not. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. All right, so, but we are going to go in a different order this time. Darren, I'd like you to start this time. You have 60 seconds on the clock at the boom. Oh, yeah, Continuing your story seconds. about the Greeks and their steamboats. Okay. So, Bubalina's na naval affiliation started in the 1790s when she married a Captain Demetrius Ioannoussis with whom she already had three sons, so why not marry him? Um, when Demetrius drowned in a battle against Algerian pirates, she remarried wealthy shipowner and Captain Demetrius Bubulus. That's when she took on the name Bubalina. In 1811, Demetrius Bubulus also drowned in the sea battle with Algerian pirates. I guess she's got a type, right? Uh, and so after her second husband was killed, she took over his business and she even expanded his fleet. Then in 1818, while she was part of an underground movement that was plotting to overthrow the Ottoman Turks, she used her fortune to start building trading ships that were actually warships in disguise, like Transformers. Uh, the first of these ships was called Agamemnon. And then when the Greek Civil War broke out in 1821, she took her fleet, led by the Agamemnon, 
to the city of Nafplion, and she broke a naval blockade. Wow. Which is going to be oh. her first of many naval battles. So was she the Greek Trojan horse lady for ships? I guess so. Because if she disguised them as trading ships and then used them as naval ships, that's a Trojan horse, I think. Oh. All right, Darren. Another okay. color. Wow, that's some, uh, that's some double like, slow clap. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that got me. Adam, thoughts? Um, well, uh, I mean, it sounded pretty good so far. I just, yeah, I mean, it's definitely outside of my knowledge sphere to be able to actually cross-check these. Um, it is sounding, however, like, did we have this many specifics? Like, there's, there's some specific dropping in here that I'm starting to wonder if, like, actually we're in the history books at that level of detail from that long ago in that oh. part of the I don't know. It's just, it's starting to sound like a little, like, too, you're, you're, put, you're trying too hard. It could be a bluff. Oh. So I'm, sus, I'm sus. I'm sus. Accusation dropped. All That's right. So yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Yes, I know. Exactly. Bubalina. That's great. But, uh, just for those of you uh, from the podcast world, yes. we have a comment from our uh, friend Anthony, or Tony, I should say. Bubalina sounds like the name of the protagonist of a naughty fairy tale. That's true. <laughs> I would run that. <laughs> is Bubalina um, like the 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 naughty the naughty fairy that actually bestows something? Like here, you can use these until midnight. She then just I need milk. Back. Hello. Then <laughs> <laughs> they turn into pumpkins. That's right. <laughs> I, yeah. Then we have soup. That's a story for another day. And some people <laughs> really enjoy that. Um, Chris, your thoughts, please. Well, uh, I uh, I noticed as, as Darren, as far as Adam pointed out, you know, in in all of the detail. Um, uh, Darren mistakenly time jumped back to the 1790s. He had been started in the 1800s, so that's kind of raised a little bit of a flag for me. But then, um, wow. you know, and then he mentioned that the second husband drowned also, and immediately I was just like, wait a minute, is she an, a naval admiral or is she a black widow? Because she has two dead husbands, zero autopsies. We can't tell how either one died because they both drowned. So uh, I think, you know, a little uh, foul play is involved. They do say that in the criminal world. If there's a coincidence, that's usually an indication of something. Okay, so um, I will move on now. Okay, so that's the end of this uh, first part of this round. <laughs> that was very <laughs> ineloquent. Um, so now we're going to go to Adam. Adam, you're going to start our second round. We were promised buffaloes and dogs. When do they come? Go ahead at the boom. Oh, that's a good question. All right, let's get some <laughs> buffaloes and dogs up in here. All right. Oh, here we go. Okay, so, right. <laughs> So um, obviously Native Americans, they inhabited the, the, the lands on that whole, well, in all the lands for a long time until, you know, we did the thing. Um, but um, it was about the 1870s when it was like the hard push West that was really starting to push them away. So the Crow and the Tukadika uh, tribes were the primary residents of that Yellowstone area. And so they, what's interesting about this area of the United States is it was, a lot of treaty-based relocation instead of the wars that happened a lot of times in the in the south or in the mid plain lands um it was actually acts of treaties and negotiations that the native americans willingly accepted in small part not that willingly let's be honest um but uh it was the uh the the act of uh dedication in 1872 is actually a ulysses s grant thing uh he was in charge of that uh, and they actually said, my grandfathers advised the nation of the crow to be good. And how can we be good when you take our lands? Promising in return so many things which you never give us. Oh, that is a good representation for all the people who feel that way. Thanks, Adam. I know. Um, I know. Now let's so tear them apart. Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I go back to my, my, the premise of my argument against uh, Adam's story in the first uh -oh. round. 
and, and I say this, uh, I believe it was Tukadika, uh, and that's simply, that's a gyro that he ordered from Uber Eats while he's in his recovery in front of me. It's not, no. <laughs> that's all I had to say. Okay. Um, I would just like to say that Chris's uh, comment there does not reflect the uh, the attitude or the um, thoughts of History Bluffs as a whole. Darren, your thoughts. Well, despite that, I have to agree with uh, Chris. It sounds like he was just, you know, following on to my Greek story. It's like, oh, man, I could go for a, a gyro. And, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe some tzatziki sauce. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I could, too. Oh, yeah, we just can't share it with you right now, but we could order one for you. We've <laughs> so. never had to issue a, a, a double apology to both taco makers and the Native Americans at the same time. <laughs> I so know, it's... but there's a first for everything, and we found it. So yes, um, now did. I think that's the end of that round so far. I, no, actually, no, no, no. Oh, no, not that round. Sorry I meant about Adam's part of that my, round. My part, but the sub round, you mean, the sub round. I mean, I can read the tracker, Chris, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. No, so um, what I liked about that round is we just – we just picked on Adam a little bit about his zero uh, selection. What we didn't do is say whether we believed him or not. Maybe That's we won't know until true. round three. Still no mention of buffaloes or dogs, but hey, I'm, I'm digging it. All okay. right, so now we're going to go to Chris. Chris, this is your time to shine, so it better be good, okay? Because you, yes. like, raised your hand and shit. Oh, so. well, 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 no, but just for the record, I was chanting no, 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 but K-N-O-W, no, no. As oh, in, like, yeah, yeah. Knowledge, he knows things. Knowledge. <laughs> He knows things. No, no, no. All right, we're going to go. No, 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 your story now at the boom. (laughs) Okay, so uh, a biographer wrote about Henry Bell. His mind was a chaos of extraordinary projects, the most of which from his want of accurate scientific calculation, he could never carry into practice, meaning that he did so many things, but he never really finished. Uh, Owing to an imperfection in his mechanical skill, he scarcely ever made one part of a model suit the rest. So that many designs, after a great deal of pains and expense, were successfully abandoned. He was, in short, the hero of a thousand blunders and only one success. But there was one thing that he did do very well, with repeated success, and that was take exhaustive notes. He kept a series of notebooks on all of his many experiments, most of which failed, um, that uh, that would really would make the curator of the Library of Congress proud. And it is this collection of notebooks. When he died, Henry David Bell died. This collection of notebooks would go on to change history as we know it through a device invented by his nephew. Ah, ah, that gets me going. All right, all right. Okay, so Darren, Darren's putting his hand over his heart too. Either he's having a COVID episode or something <laughs> moving. <laughs> us, are we okay, just Darren? Itchy. Really, just itchy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is the part where you do talk, though. <laughs> so. Oh, oh! I didn't know you were actually asking me to <laughs> yeah. to respond. I thought you were just no, no. Let's just, let's just let's let's just let's just enjoy that moment where he's itching. Yeah. 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 No, no. Go ahead. Let's. Go I was ahead. just yeah. thinking about maybe I should take some exhaustive notes about history bluffs like this, just in case it helps the future invent. Uh, I don't know time travel or something, so we can go back in time and tell this guy. It's like, hey. Keep writing the notes, even though you're a complete abject failure. <laughs> you, know, you know what's interesting when you talk about exhausting? Um, you know what comes out of your exhaust in the cold? Steam. Steam. Oh, <laughs> that's oh, good oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, that does work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... okay, Adam, I need your thoughts on Chris's little round there, which got me a little, yeah. you know. Yeah, just, uh, just a quick clarification. Was 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 the author of the notes, uh, uh, Henry. what was he? Henry Henry. Henry. He, was he a partner? 
No. He says uncle. Pay attention. Uncle. I'm sorry. I, I missed that. Uncle. Yeah. Who was who was he in relation to the 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 inventor? He was an inventor he, himself, but he was oh, also he was the inventor. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was also the much older uncle of mm. Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I mean, I get. I I, I think it tracks because inventors take good notes leonardo da vinci great example his notes yes. are legendary so this is actually kind of solidifying for me because um that's yeah inventors the, the, like they're creative types but they always have to like record their ideas and everything so that checks out um i'm feeling validity and i'm kind of excited so yeah. it works yeah yeah it's called a muddled mind i have one in case you haven't noticed <laughs> and uh, so i i relate to this guy he's like disney disney did the same thing he has a lot of notes he did a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. he never finished and yeah. he never ever stopped making ideas so i yeah. mean good alexander good hamilton uh, he's famous for the notes right i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know the, the nice. guy oh i get it Hamilton. okay what? yeah okay. i'm with you now all right darren oh no wait 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 actually guys that means that we're in the end of round two and we're gonna move into the last round of the show which is gonna tie everything together right now in round number three, three. Uh, oh Nina, real quick before we yeah. jump i, I just want to share two consecutive comments from one of our viewers oh uh, you. that I love the men's cam, the men's cameras. Uh, it's like the perfect evolution of beard growth. <laughs> it's like the perfect evolution of beard growth. Oh, um, dear. Clean shaven oh. Darren to my goatee to Adam's full beard. Yeah. And, and Polar Knights, if you look really closely, I'm Italian. So, like, you can actually possibly <laughs> even see mine as well. But hello and welcome. <laughs> Is this your first uh, time? Touche. <laughs> and Gina shaved right before the show. Exactly. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> Give me an hour. I get the five o'clock. So, <laughs> that's excellent. Either way, welcome. We're happy to have you. We're moving into the third round in case you haven't been All with right. us the whole time. Um, and so, I'm going to actually go in this order. Adam, you're going to go first this round. Okay. And the rounds are now moved to uh, 45 seconds only so um at the end of this round we will have a guest an audience you can guess with us to let us know which of the three historians you think is actually the bluff for this evening's uh show the other two are telling the truth um adam go ahead at the boom it is your time all right let's do this 45 i gotta get some buffalo in here okay here we go <laughs> um okay so um what was interesting is after um the native americans uh after they signed, you know, did the treaties with uh, Ulysses S. Grant, uh, the act of dedication, um, they they kind of a lot of them gave up their lands, but they were allowed to stay on for a little while. After the national park was created for up to seven years, there were still Native Americans around. Um, however, uh, uh, it was they they started realizing that all the other resources were getting you know taken away. They couldn't hunt there. They started to realize how valuable the hunting land was. The buffaloes, particularly the buffalo, the beef, the, the bison. Um, oh God. Uh, and sorry, I got to wrap this up. So there was finally a Supreme Court case in 191896, 1800s, and they decided that uh, the legislation they had to leave. So uh, they all had to finally leave 1896, and that was the end of that. There, no more Native Americans in Yellowstone. Wait, um, I apologize. Just so uh, for our, our viewing audience, Adam got thrown into this show very last minute. And so, Adam, I do want to make sure that you have finished your thought. I don't want you to feel um, shortchanged on that. So um, so basically, the tie up is that um, for seven years, they were kind of hunting and trying to keep their land alive. And then they mm -hmm. were completely 
like extinct? Is that what, I don't know what other word to use, but- what, Well, finally pushed out farther west. So Re basically they, they, you know, it's like they signed the treaty, but they're like, but we can still hunt, right? And then they're like, no, you can't. And then, they, oh. and then, then they're like, oh, Supreme Court, oh, we'll make this a thing. And then they're like, nope, get out. And that, oh, see, that so was terrible, that's tragedy. That is terrible. So they moved further west. They just couldn't be in that national park. Is that the deal? Yeah, they're like, it's a national, oh. yeah, sorry, it's Yellowstone now. You can't hunt here anymore. I have two words, rude. Okay, mm. so Darren, please, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it. Uh, if you're saying that the federal government negotiated something with Native Americans and then later didn't live up to what they negotiated, you and you want me to believe that, I totally believe that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, Maybe yeah. I know Killers that wasn't of really a stretch, moon? was it? Yeah. Was that? I haven't even seen that, and I believe it. Yeah, it's a great book also if you um, are not the viewing type. Although, um, so uh, so now I would like to um, also see Chris's or get Chris's thoughts on uh, Adam's completion of his story. Do you think he is, um, tell us all about what you thought. Sure, uh, you know, it was uh, enjoyable to hear the completion of Adam's story and also to hear the completion of Adam's uh, watch list that he's been watching while he's been recovering from COVID. Uh, the other two movies he clearly watched were The Seven Year Itch and then uh, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg biography. Uh, that's where the Supreme Court <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. All right. She voted against, right? Like, no, I don't no, know. I'm just saying the Supreme Court. <laughs> She's not that old. No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying that inspired him to add that to his, you know, possibly uh, created story. Uh huh. Yeah, possibly. Yes. Possibly exactly. it was. Possibly it was. Exactly. Well, I think that that story has validity, but I don't know because all of the stories do. Um, now we're going to switch on over. It's going to be. Um, uh, we're going to go to Chris for his uh, third round of his story. Yeah. So go ahead and talk to us a little bit more about Alexander Graham Bell and his uncles. All right. So Henry Bell, okay, who never married, and he only had the one brother who he was 20 years his junior. Uh, Henry Bell left his entire estate to his lone nephew, uh, Melville, his, his, uh, his little brother's son, Alexander. So Alexander Graham Bell would famously have his own penchant for science and experimentation. Uh, he became enamored with one experiment that Henry wrote in his notebook about something that he tried to implement on his steamship that failed. And it was a rather simple communication system between the bridge and the engine room. Um, and with the benefit of improved technology over the course of the ensuing 40 years um, uh, and, sci and improved scientific techniques, he would create his own two-way communication system uh, that he would then refine over 50 more years and it resulted in the invention of the telephone. Wow. So you're saying that that, that Mel, or Alexander Graham Bell used his nephew's notebooks to inspire his other invention of the telephone? Other way around. Or his, other way around. But still, his, like, that's his awesome. Uncle, his uncle who created the first uh, commercial steamship in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, and Alexander Graham Bell, who was born in Scotland, moved over to uh, the New World uh, and, and inherited these notebooks and, and discovered this system that you know he kind of tinkered with uh, and over the course of 20 25 years created this device improved it and launched you know got the patent for the telephone i love that that's very mm. cool so he had a patent but he only got that for 25 years and then bell took over okay so um darren your thoughts please you're muted darren by the way thank you you're welcome I covered up the mute button with my mouse. Um, <laughs> I, I'm imagining that the mute is a is an apt thing because I I don't think his 
invention made any sound except maybe for a screech. <gasps> <laughs> oh, like a screeching, like a record scratch, like a double like a screeching now, yeah. <laughs> I think he just called you the bluff, but I don't know. We still have to hear the rest of the stories. Adam, your thoughts, please. Okay, so I was um, first bored, then excited, and now round three <laughs> with Chris. No, my, my, my well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do a bigger summary later. But right now, I'm realizing that um, Chris visits Scotland on an, on occasion, and so he might have actually he might have run across this story so this could be real however i also feel like i would have heard about this by now because like alexander graham bell's story is like one of the first ones you learn like well i was born in the late 70s so you know through grade school there weren't inventions like iphones and the internet we were like ooh, the telephone and so it's kind of a prominent story in grade school it's like alexander graham bell and his watson his, i don't know i feel like i would have heard this so like familiar with scotland versus i would have heard this so I'm kind of balancing on a knife here. Now they just teach them Steve Jobs, and then I think they, um, yeah, Jobs, like, whatever you, know, however you say that. So, Tim Apple, um, yeah. Okay, so that means that we are at the end of Chris's story. That means we just, um, we are, we still have to hear Darren's story about Bubalina, and I can't wait to hear oh, the man. rousing finish for this. Go ahead, Darren, at the boom. Okay. <laughs> so after years of fighting in the Navy and uh, heroic action, Bubalina's faction in the Civil War was defeated because this was a multi-faction war. And in 1824, through uh, political maneuvers, including trumped-up charges of witchcraft, Bubalina was stripped of her property and exiled to Spitzies, which was the island that she's from. And it was there in May of 1825, while she was in exile, that she was murdered basically in a dispute involving her son who had eloped with a local girl and the family was upset about it but a few days after her death uh, she was awarded the honorary rank of admiral by czar alexander i of russia it turns out the russians really don't like the turks and she had really done a lot of damage to the turks uh, it took the greek government a bit longer it took till 2018 that they awarded her the title of rear admiral Wow. They called her Rear Admiral, Admiral because it was in the past. Oh, oh. oh no, I don't know. Jeez. Oh. There it is. There it is. You tell me your thoughts on that one. I would oh love to hear. God. Who did you say? Who did you call on? Chris. Chris. Okay. Well, uh, she was murdered conveniently to get rid of any. Uh, well, they just. I don't know. You're thinking Gina would be telling the story. Yes, it has yeah, murder. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, murder. Um, she got exiled. <laughs> she got exiled to where she was from. I mean, that, that's not much of an exile. You said you got your hometown. Okay. Um, and then, uh, but then it was her son, I guess, that that eloped with someone, and she got murdered because of that. Um, it does sound very. Um, well, all of that is absolutely plausible. But for me, it was. Wait a minute. She got an honorary title from the Russian czar, but mm. she's not Russian. So that made me say, okay, I'm not, I'm not sure about this. Oh, but I do have a, a clarifying uh, yeah, question. Was Russia, was Russia one of the naval armies that she became friends with when she was, you know, doing two armies or navies? Well, uh, so the, the Russians and the Turks fought a long series of wars. That is true. Right that part before is true. the Greek civil war. And so her, going out and blowing up a lot of Turkish naval ships sort of ingratiated her to the czar. 
I mean, everything about this story ingratiates her to me. So I, I hope your story is true. Um, Adam, please, your thoughts. Um, I, uh, that, that, what was her home island name? Spicy Island? It's actually <laughs> named after the Greek word for spices, pizza. See, that to- Bubalina is spicy. That's all I got. That, I believe it. I'm in. I'm sold. <laughs> well, I felt like he was spicy when she said, <laughs> and then Weird they stripped yeah. Bubalina. But he did continue the sentence, at least. Bubalina and all her tonnage. No, that's the ship. I know. <laughs> that's that's so, ship, spice. Right? so spicy. So <laughs> spicy. Mm-hmm. 233 tons. Hey. All right. Well, so we have heard about spicy bubalina. We have heard about buffaloes and we have heard about the telephone. So now yes. that means if you look above me, the, all the rounds are done. So now it is time for our studio audience to tell us um, in the comment section at your leisure oh, if yeah. you thought that it was Chris, Darren, or Adam and their story. So I'd also like to hear from the historians so that um, you can also tell us who you think um, the bluff is, um, keeping in mind that one of them already knows that it's them. Uh, mm-hmm. However, we'd love to hear from the audience and you just let us know and we'll kind of see what we think at the end. Chris. Well, this is a tough one uh, because, you know, we had uh, the opportunity to hear about all of the different movies that Adam has been watching as recovered from COVID. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then, um, but then we had Darren here with Pubalina, which is just, you know, uh, that's right up there with uh, some of the best names we've had on this show. Uh, and, um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Bubalina uh, uh, ah. as as the bluff. I'm gonna say Darren's the bluff. Okay, so we have one vote for Darren. Um, Darren, is your turn to fire back? What are your thoughts? It's tough because on the one hand, Chris has a story about a Scottish family that never threw anything out, like books that like 50 year old, <laughs> like ah, Fair. which is very plausible, very plausible. <laughs> and then we have a story about the federal government. You know, going back on its word to Native American people, I, I think they might both be true. I think, I think Chris might be right. Uh, but no, I, maybe nobody's bluffing. This is the first confession no, in show first ever. Are you confessing, now, Darren? No, I'm, I'm going to go with um, Chris because I don't recall this uh, relationship between the the invention of the steamship and Alexander Graham Bell. So you didn't hear about Henry and Melville <laughs> at all yet? No, right, no, okay, yes. Okay, so we have one vote for Chris, one vote for Darren. Adam, that leaves you to break the tie. Yeah, wow. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, with Chris, like, I have the normal feelings of, like, well, okay, there's some factual stuff, some not stuff I didn't know. But with Darren, like... It's it's one of those stories where like you either picked this specifically from history to sound <laughs> ridiculous enough to throw us, or you picked this from history because it's true. I mean, or, or you made it up. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's, it's very yeah. hard. This it is one or the other. Very... Yeah, it's well, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Statistically, I know, but that's what's making it tough. So I don't know. I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna vote Darren. Okay. I'm voting Bubalina. Okay, so Bubalina. The spicy Bubalina has two votes, um, which means Darren has two votes. Um, Chris only has the one vote. Now, here's how it works, folks. If Adam is the bluff, then Adam has won the whole show because he fooled us all. And then if if not, then I don't really know what happens. But at the end of the day, um, oh, and then uh, we have one note from the audience that said, I need Bubalina to be real. So do <laughs> I, do. Tony. So do I. We need Bubalina. So that yeah, means there's only one thing for me and that's to get out of the feed. And that will leave the re- everybody else. The weekend, put up an overlay and reveal who tonight's bluff is Adam. Oh Take my it God. away. Okay, well, let's find out. Okay, we're we're in our perspective bluff holes. We're gonna find out was the bluff was it Chris? Was your bluff Darren? Or could it have been me? 
<laughs> I'm going to reveal it right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Wait. the bluff for tonight's show has been... Chris! Uh. It was Chris all along, you <laughs> bastard. Oh, there it is. And he would have, and Bubalina would have gotten away with it. Wait, he's not me. That's <laughs> Bubalina good. Bubalina did get away with it. Bubalina did get away with <laughs> it. Sort of, yeah. Scott Free. Uh, hey, if if you want to see Bubalina, go find yourself a uh, circa 2001 drachma coin from Greece, and she is on the. Was whatever the front is, I can never remember really? obverse it's, and reverse. Heads? You gave us oh, a coin. Wow, that's oh, amazing. Oh wow! Do you have that coin? No, no. Why did you say that then? <laughs> I wanted to see. I learned it in my research. I know, but Fair. that was fantastic, Chris. Was any part of that story true, except that um, he invented the telephone? That uh, <laughs> well, Alexander Graham Bell did invent the telephone. That was true, and uh, Henry Bell did create the first commercially used. Um, steamship for passenger service on uh, in scotland um but everything else in between those two facts was made up they, they were not related whatsoever with two facts that's amazing that's they were, yeah they were they were not uh, related whatsoever uh, although Alexander bell was born in scotland as well oh. uh, they just they were not related I didn't know that because and, every time they say hello, it doesn't sound like he has any type of a dialect. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to look up Bubalina because, like, she's a badass. Yeah. One of her sons was captured in battle and killed by the enemy, and she, like, personally beheaded three Turks herself. I mean, it's wow. unbelievable. Yes, and did she, did she marry a third Demetrius and then drown him? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if she wanted to. Yeah. She would if she wanted to. She would if she was. She's a badass. And then yeah. your story was just so sad. But this was a an absolute wonderful episode. Thank you so much for uh, joining us to our studio audience and to our historians as well. Um, Adam, take us out of the show. Thank you so All much. All right. Everybody. You got it. This was History Bluffs. You can always find us where you get your podcasts. And you can watch us every single week on Wednesdays at this time on Twitch and YouTube. See you next time.